Welcome to the Guest X Podcast, where my co-host Brian Hamawi and I uncover the latest technologies and human-driven initiatives that are raising customer expectations and forever changing how we define customer experience across a host of industries. If you're passionate about creating incredible content and unique experiences, join us as we talk to leading product and experience experts across the globe and learn about how today's most successful brands are setting themselves apart from the competition. Welcome to the Guest X podcast from a rainy day in Destin, Florida. It's kind of been a rainy August in uh, in Destin, Florida, and some of the occupancy numbers are are showing it up here in the Panhandle of Florida. Uh, Brian, uh, how are things in Orlando? You're going to tell me it's beautiful in Orlando, right? Like Disney just con- yeah, Disney controls the weather now. Yeah, it does control the weather. We uh, turned down the thermostats just a little bit yesterday. <laughs> I went. To, uh, I was at a conference yesterday, and I got in my car uh, at about three o'clock in the afternoon, and I opened up the door, and I couldn't even get in. It was my truck was reading 125 degrees. Oh my god! So it's, it's been really hot. It was really hot. I don't know. You know, I got moving, but it was insane. I don't think I've ever felt heat that way. I, I um. Joked yeah. with my wife, felt like I was going into an oven. That's pretty, yeah, that's that's pretty brutal. Um, tell you what, excited today, we continue to talk about the diff- different lodging segments, right, and guest experience, and, and we're really seeing, I think, a lot of the lodging segments start to merge. But what's really interesting is, you know, we're going to get a talk hotel, you know, very successful operator just south of the border, Acapulco. um, Got some beautiful properties, some iconic properties, some new properties. But but what's interesting to me is this continued convergence of whether it be, you know, vacation rentals, hotels, the apart hotels, you know, whatever you want to call it, right? We've got everything's, everything's got to be hashtag ready. I feel like in today's world, but whatever you want to call them there, there, they definitely are converging, but the hotels, I feel like they've just, the industry is more mature. They've been doing this longer. So I feel like all, whenever we have these conversations with really strong hotel operators, there's just a lot to learn, especially for the newbies. I, I feel like in this, in, in, within the leisure lodging space. I agree. I think, uh, it's, it's a really interesting space. I actually, they have a lot of learning to do as well. I think what they've done and, and today's guest is going to be really interesting because a couple of the home or the uh, hotels that they have on their portfolio are not brand new hotels, but they have an enormous amount of history behind them. And I'll let our guests tell you guys a little bit about that. But being able to apply the history and then bring in their customer base through that history and through some of those stories makes these hotels very unique from a marketing perspective. And and just it gives us a little bit of something different to go and stay in. I think they've also applied some of the learnings that they've had through some of that history into some of the new properties that they have and applied new concepts to it. So it's going to be really interesting. I think uh, today's guest is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, let's get into it. So today's guest is Mauricio Ramirez. He is the commercial and marketing director for Mundo Imperial Entertainment and Hospitality, a company dedicated to creating unique experiences through their hotels using entertainment, sports, arts, and culinary concepts as their inspiration. Mauricio, welcome to the show. Hola, hola. How are you? (laughs) Good morning. Doing well. Thank you for joining us. 
And for those of you, I mean, we could do the podcast in Spanish. Matt could no, probably... No, we couldn't do it in Spanish. Like, you're going to bring up... Perfecto. Dale. Lo hacemos entonces en español. En español, Matt. Stop. Stop. You know, it's so funny, guys. So we travel around the globe. Brian and I have been lucky enough. We've gone to Spain together. We've been in London doing the show. And it's hard to travel with someone who speaks like six languages, like my co-host here, because you, you, you kind of always feel like you've just fallen a little short in life. Um, but he never, he never misses a chance to remind me that I still only speak one language and I don't speak that one well, but, uh, he, yes. Very well. Please. <laughs> I wish I was an attorney at heart. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, welcome to the show, Mauricio. I'd love you to, uh, to get started. Let's get a little bit of your background for the audience that doesn't know you. And then give us a little bit of background on, on the hotels as well, the concept behind what you guys do. Well, first of all, thank you, Matt. And thank you, Brian, for the invitation. As you say, well, I'm Mauricio Ramirez and about my personal background, well, I started this business many, in this business many years ago, and I could say that I was thinking of, of becoming, uh, uh, I studied actually communications and what we call radio broadcasting. So I'm kind of like, kind of know what you're doing, but at some point I said, I think I'm not that good at talking in the, <laughs> to the public. So I rather go to the hospitality because it, it was more my. My, my, my feeling, no? I started many years ago in, in Mexico City, uh, working at 15 years old in, in clubs. And, and whenever my, my mom used to let me, uh, when, when my mom used to let me go, and, and it was just to get a little bit of, mo of money. But then it's that, that's when I realized that I wanted to be in, in, in this industry. Years afterwards, I, I had the chance to, to go to, to the United States and study over there, journalism. But then at some point, I, once again, I said, uh, I think I like the restaurant industry and that's how it started. And, and I worked for some important companies. I'm not sure if I can say the names. I worked for, for Rainforest Cafe. I worked for Olive Garden. I worked for a company that used to be owned by Applebee's. And then it was, it became part of PepsiCo and it was very interesting. And, and afterwards is when, when I had the opportunity to come to, come back to Acapulco and come to to, uh, to Mexico in Acapulco. And it was, it was the beginning of a wonderful experience in the, in the hotel industry. That's how I started in, in the year 2000. It's when I came over here. And ever since I've been living here in this beautiful destination, at some point I said, I'm gonna be here for only two years and then I'm gonna go somewhere else. And it's been 22 wonderful years in Acapulco and I'm not going anywhere. And, and it's, it's just an amazing experience. That's awesome. And uh, as far as, as, as the company, well, yes, you said it. I work for, for Mundo Imperial. It's a hospit an entertainment and hospitality company. It's, we do own uh, four properties right now. Uh, three of them are here in Acapulco. It's, uh, it's how we started. We own these properties. We have the Princess Mundo Imperial, which is the, the, a very iconic property. I'm sure uh, you've seen it. It's a large pyramid that that it's well known worldwide. It is the actually the starting point of the the hotel in in uh, uh, business in 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 the world. And I want to say this because when it was built, it was built with new trends back then. It is the first hotel in the world with an open lobby. It's the first hotel the first hotel in the world with the uh, with the 
a pool bar, for example, is well known also because it many uh, famous people have been uh, in in this hotel. And also one one that is very iconic is is Howard Hughes that his last days were here in Acapulco and also also in in this property, and it was resembled in that movie that that was very famous. We also have two other hotels. One that is iconic as well, which is Pierre Mundo Imperial. This hotel was to be owned by John Paul Getty, which was uh, at some point the wealthiest person in the world. And some people will say that that is the wealthiest of the wealthiest in the modern era. So this hotel is it's a hacienda style, very, very relaxed, and it's a beautiful property. And if I can say something about this hotel, because at some point I was the general manager of this hotel, I, I can say that it's a beautiful property, but the design, it's its at some point, and it's a 65-year-old property, it was very visionary, very futuristic. And even though it's a 65-year-old property, you cannot tell that it's its its that that old. It's because the concept, concept was very well thought. And it has... Uh, through in this property is known also because, well, if you say John Paul Getty as the wealthiest person in the in the in the world, well, his friends were high end. Uh, uh, I mean, presidents from United States like Eisenhower, like Lyndon Johns, Lyndon Johnson, like John F. Kennedy used to go to this hotel. People like like Elizabeth Taylor, like like John Wayne, like all these. Big shots. They they used to go to the property, so it's amazing just to walk in the in the halls of of, of the property. And also, we have another hotel in, in Acapulco, which is Palacio Mundo Imperial, which is the newest one. It's very modern. It's an eight hundred and fourteen room pro, uh, hotel. It has also a, a huge exhibit area, an expo with over three hundred thousand uh, square feet uh, space. It has a theater with four thousand seats. I mean. Everything is large and we have two golf courses, we have spas, we have restaurants, we have many things over here in Acapulco. And also we have a new property in, in Merida, Yucatan, which is which is a wonderful city south of Mexico. It's Guayam, Mundo Imperial. It's uh it's in the downtown area with 52 rooms. Um it, and it has a lot of the heritage of the area because many haciendas used to be built over there. So what we did. We mix the Hacienda style with the modern style in a beautiful property. And actually, it's a design hotel. It's very trendy. And, and we are very, very happy about it. And I'm sorry, and this sounds like a commercial. We are about to, to open at the end of this year uh, another property uh, in also in Yucatan, uh, in Celestun. It's, it's a 32-suite property, uh, which is a wonderful place. And, and I can tell you a little bit about that later. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like you guys are busy yeah. to say the least. <laughs> One of the things that comes to mind, and, and we talk about a guest experience, obviously, on the show quite a bit, but you have, you run the gamut on the different styles of hotels and also the class of guests that go through your hotels. You have a different, seems like different customer bases, everything from celebrities to very, very wealthy individuals. I can imagine that managing your staff and getting them up to speed on the different types of customer service and customer experience is very complicated, especially when you're traveling from one resort to another. How do you guys handle, you know, does each concept have its own expectation and 
different type of training programs that you guys run for your staff to be able to meet the expectations of the guests? And does that come from the top or how does that work with you guys? Because guest experience in general is very hard to handle as a, as a singular brand, but it looks like you have multiple brands with multiple experiences. That's correct. What we do, obviously we have our procedures and our standards in place and, and, and they are the same for, for all the properties. The basics have to be have to be well implemented in uh, among them. However, as you said, yes, thinking that the properties have different atmospheres and, and different clientele is not the same for each one. What makes us to do is like to focus on, on understanding the client that we have, making sure that all our crew members understand that and deliver the service that they are ex our clients are expecting. For example, we have uh, for the hotels in Acapulco, we have a total of 2,054 rooms. And once again, one property, it's it's big, it's large, and, 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 and it has a different feeling. The other one, it's more relaxed space. And the other one, it's modern. So the clientele, as you said, it's they are totally different. And, and that's how we actually talk to them and we market them. We, we, we do a lot of efforts to understand what their needs and we do it uh, obviously with uh, analytics, but we also do it on property, uh, like finding it and registering what what are their their likings and their preferences, and that's how we actually uh, focus on on our efforts to take care of them. With so many rooms, like uh, as I mentioned, the clientele that we have is very diverse, and you see that now there are more a lot of trends, and and I can say a, a, a little bit about them. Uh, it has changed. Uh, Post-COVID, things have changed. And, and now you see, uh, for example, new families. No, the family is not the way it used to be many years ago, that it was ju just a, a, a mother, father, uh, and kids. Now you can see new trends like like the, the people that, that you go to school or, or your, or, or the, the, the group of friends, women, or the group of friends, guys, no, or or you're thinking about the the you know you've heard I'm sure the the, din the dinkies, the double income, no kids, or the tanks, no, the professional aunts, no kids, the the aunts that actually don't want to have kids and they well they they borrow their their sisters or their brothers' kids and they take them to travel and they send them back because that that's all they want to do, no, the what we call monoparentals like like uh fa one father one uh, a mother with with children or the or lgbtq or i mean there are so many and i can go on and on and on with different segments no so so we are it, it, it is a challenge for us that that we want to talk to all of them because but we have many rooms so we have to fill them up and and it's interesting it's actually very very fun to do it in order to to focus on each one of these uh, uh, segments and and each and talking different ways to each one of them. Yeah, it's it's interesting, Brian, because one of the advantages, and we've talked about this, that the hotels do have, but it can be a, a disadvantage to to some extent as well. But one advantage they have is they control the property, the whole as, property, the whole property. So as you know, a, a property that I think Mauricio said they had they've had for fifty years, right? Like. Trends are going to change over time and guest expectations are going to change, but that also can, you know, th that comes at a cost 
can't constantly be changing, you know, your amenities and, and things like that. So I, I would imagine it, it's, it's got to be something that you all think a lot about is you know, what are people looking for on property? These are large properties. Do you have a feeling, are most of them coming to stay on property or are they, is this, um, are they looking to get off property and go do things um, around the resort? What, what, what have you found is, is kind of, what are people looking for now? I think, to be honest, it's a mix of, it mix of everything. You, you, you said it right. We have properties that one 65 years old and the other one 50 years old. So we don't do the same things like many years ago. No, so now we have to adjust to whatever is happening. We are actually working in, in, in attracting the new generations and talk to them because it's, it's the future. Okay. So, and what we see is some of them will love to stay in the property and just enjoy and relax and, and don't go anywhere else. We see that. And some other ones, they actually like to go on tours and enjoy the city and, and, and from the people that come from far away, I mean, obviously you go to a destination and you want to enjoy the, the entire destination. And the, and that's something that we actually encourage, no? Because okay. there are many things to do in, in Acapulco or in Yucatan. Both destinations are just wonderful. So, so I, I think the, the, the purpose is to have, to be ready to fulfill whatever needs they do have, no. Uh, for example, our properties are our EP European plan, but we do have packages, and we offer them. We have the the breakfast plan, or we have the all inclusive plan to fill the, the the needs of whatever people actually require, no. So, and we are actually also focus on on the experiences on property in order to capitalize and to to obviously we are business and we try to. To get as much more uh, as more as we can, L like getting be like our restaurants be so attractive and and for example in the gastronomy area, what we do is we partner with celebrity chefs in Mexico and they work here in our properties, like very well known chefs over here, and it has been successful. They 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 actually take care of our restaurants. People love to 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 go to them. And, and that way, they they actually enjoy the their experiences in the property. And it's and and considering that our hotels are large, it's like a destination within the within the destination. So so it's part of what we do. Once again, we have golf, we have a spa, we have many other things. We take we have children's activities that that complement the experience for for the families. Yeah, you know, Brian, I think it's a it's an interesting balance because these large resorts, right? There's a lot of money. I mean, to Marisa, they're expensive to run. So you you know, keeping people on site is advantageous from the standpoint of, you know, rounds of golf and trips to the spa and all that. But you've got to balance that with, as Mauricio said very well, there is, you know, I think the 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 younger generation that's coming up, even the ones with kind of young kids, I think people are moving less to going and staying at a single property and not getting outside the city or getting outside of the resort. They want to experience the the destination. So as as operators, how you can help facilitate that, you know, Brian, I think it becomes really important rather than fight it. 
because people, I don't, people are going to go off resort sometimes. This is, it's fascinating because, and we do all inclusives a lot. My family, we do at least one or two every single year. And I can tell you, I never leave the property. I not once. I don't think we've, and I, you know, we, we frequent Mexico quite a bit, but I don't think we've ever left a property, especially with Scarlet, partial because of, of safety reasons. The other part of it is these resorts are so well built. Uh, the experiences are so well built and it's, it is all inclusive. One of the things I always find fascinating and and I don't know how vacation rentals will ever compete in this particular space is that they control not just the quality of the room, but they control the quality of everything. So you're going there and everything from the restaurants to the entertainment, to the bedroom, we, we don't have the ability or the capacity to do or build that type of an experience. And I can imagine that it's a very complicated experience because you're not just talking now about, you know, maintaining the beds and the bedrooms and, and the quality of the clean, but you're controlling every aspect. And I find it fascinating that they think through things like the culinary experience. I'm a, I'm a huge foodie and I'll book resorts based on the food. And then I look at it and things like the kids clubs for Scarlett, because she's eight years old, you know, what facilities are there? Or for Scarlett to be able to do. And it gives me and, and Rebecca some time alone to be able to enjoy our vacation. But Isha, I think it's, you know, it's fascinating to think through all of those aspects. When you guys are marketing to, you know, the younger generations now, have you found that post-COVID people are looking to stay more on-site, on property and looking for those experiences more than they used to in the past? And, and part of that comes with just we've become a little bit more reclusive right so you know vacation rentals became a very popular destination or type of lodging because people were able to go on vacations stay inside of their homes still enjoy a pool and some of the amenities inside of the resorts i think you guys have taken that to a completely different level because you have so many amenities has covid played a part in the way people experience the all-inclusive resorts and the way you guys envision building the new resorts in the future, like you guys have for the guests that are staying there. Yes, of course. Um, yes, Brian. You see, um, well, vacation rentals came, and, and they are not going to go anywhere. No, and and we we have to learn. No, it's it, we it's, it's not good to resist, and it's better like like as you said, maybe understanding their needs, we can actually attract somehow like because in this area in, in our neighborhood there are many many uh private condominiums that actually have this offering so we understand they are here a better way for us is actually to attract them and and and, and invite them to come and and enjoy our restaurants and enjoy uh all the events that we actually market so so i think that's that's one way to see it However, we also see so many trends uh, post-COVID, as, as you mentioned. For example, for this period that, that we experienced, people used to take care of their own. Now we see uh, guests that they want to be taken care of, no? be pampered, and they just won't want to take care of the kitchen, and they don't want, they don't want to wash any dishes. They don't want to clean the room. They, they don't want to take care of that. No? So they say, hey, you know what? I want to go back to the hotels. No, and that's how we can be ready for that. We see also many trends. Uh, we we see something that we call the re-culture, re culture, and it's very interesting. And and we are trying to align to that. And by that I mean 
the the prefix re, like uh, people are looking to readjust or to rediscover or to rebuild, repair, renew, no, because they have needs, they have personal needs, and they have professional and family needs, and that's why what we are trying to to focus on that to uh, fill those needs. Once again, I mean, I can go further. They are looking for respect and and to remember the ones that are not here with us or recover or or respond, react, be relevant, resilient. That word that that was very trendy throughout the the COVID, and and we are we want to be present in in those in 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 that in those needs and and try to to help and to provide what, whatever it's in in our hands. Yeah, and I I think that it it, it is interesting because I think. You mentioned there, Mauricio, and that is something you see in the data, which is when people talk about resorts like yours, it is the amenities that really stand out to them. And, and I think the the operators, like you all, who have really you know really succeeded through this, have leaned into that and and you know and and, and have continued to improve them because that that ability to eliminate friction around the vacation you you mentioned being pampered right it is it is an escape and i think over the last couple of years probably people have needed an escape from from the reality probably more than ever and to be able to do that though it's a lot easier if you eliminate than having to decide well where are we going to go eat tonight and how far away is that and how do we get the groceries you know especially if you're going into a, a foreign country you know some of those can be a little you know, anxiety creating if you haven't done it before and to be able to just land and not have to think, I, I think is really smart for smart for you all. Is there, are there amenities now? I mean, obviously you mentioned the restaurants, are there amenities that you're seeing become more popular or is it just shifts in the, you know, the amenities, you know, is it the, the still the pool has the spa become is the workout facility? I mean, I imagine your amenities continue to evolve. Um, do you and how do you guys do that? Do you got a do you have a group in your corporate office that is constantly evaluating how to use common areas and and when to improve them and changes to make? Well, ideas come from from the the entire organization. No, yeah, from from our crew members that are are in, uh, on the field taking care of guests and they they listen. No, and and they receive uh, feedback and they share it uh, to the to the to the board. So we have a way to communicate that to receive all 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 this feedback from from our guests. And if we we see that there is some uh, trend, then we try to to actually enforce an action or something like that to to work around that. And and yes, uh, once we get all, we gather all this information, then we say hey. There is an area, an opportunity that that we can uh, maximize and, and, and it can become very successful. And, and we do it together in, in, in with with everyone involved in, in in the operations committee and the board committee. No, so so that's how we we actually do it. And there are many things that are changing. Uh, like for example, now uh, our guests are more conscious about about the world and and 
and and become more more understanding that that we have to take care of our planet. So so one of the things that we are actually switching and, and many many hotel brands are doing that or of they or they already done it like like the amenities like like the shampoo and the 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 body uh, uh, the cream and, and things like that. Well now the containers are larger. You don't waste the the, the bottles and, and 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 issues like that, like taking care of of, of uh, adjusting the properties to to the energy and not to 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 actually waste any kind of energy. Those are are things that are happening, and 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 our clientele is telling us to to change, no, like that. Some other things that are happening to us, and and um, I mentioned that we are an entertainment and hospitality uh, company, is that. We don't see ourselves and we try to differentiate ourselves from other brands by the entertainment. Because it's not only, for us, it's not only the uh, uh, a, a wonderful room, a great pool or, or a great uh, uh, restaurant experience, which are also, those are great. But we feel or we believe that our guests are looking for something else. Yeah. And that's how we uh, we actually change and say, hey, let's do something totally different and 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 focus on on different experiences that are not very common. No, so what we do, we organize with partners that specialize in different segments, or or we do it ourselves as well. We organize different events, and they can be sports, for example. We partner with a company, and we have. Uh, in our premises in Acapulco, an, an Ironman event, uh, Tour de France race, mm. and Spartan race, which is another type of uh, similar race with hurdles and obstacles. Mm. We have a triathlon. We, uh, we well, as you well, as probably you know, we own a stadium, which is the, the Arena GNP Seguros, which we host the Abierto Mexicano de Tennis, which is the, the the tennis open and one of the most important tennis tournaments in Latin America. Like, for example, this this last edition, we had Rafa Nadal, uh, Medvedev, Zverev, Berrettini, Sisipas, uh, Dimitrov. Some of the top 10, the most important players in the world, they come over here and play. And they provide a, a, a great show and it's a wonderful experience we do have uh, also another tournament that we it's world paddle tour paddle i'm not sure if you heard it it's it's a it's it's a sport that uh actually was created in acapulco and and after here it went uh, abroad to the rest of the world is very well known in 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 argentina in spain and many other places and now it's coming back to Mexico and, and we have an event over there with them. Hmm. So that's another experience. We have hosted also, uh, uh, well, we have two golf courses and we organize golf. And we, ha- we actually, some of the things that we do, we mix golf and, and gastronomy experience and we, we create a tournament in which we, all the people that come here and they play golf. And afterwards, at the end, we, we bring all these celebrity chefs to to, to actually showcase for them. So it, we mix those those things that are totally used to be separate, and now we, it's all together uh, in an event that we call Entrevino Maritierra. In, and I want to translate that in between wine, sea, 
and Earth. That's how we call okay. it. Okay. Sorry. That's for you, Brian. Uh, That's for you, Brian. I understood I, it, but that was for you. Okay. Okay. Just, there, it was for there you go. <laughs> so, so those, I mean, once again, the paddle, we have another uh, a sport in the property. I'm not sure if you, you've heard of it's foot golf. Foot golf? Is, foot golf is uh, you play golf, yeah. but with a soccer ball. So, so it's, it's the same rules, but you're kicking the ball. It's tough to get it in that really small hole, though. No, no, no. Yeah. We, we a little bit bigger. Oh, okay. We have to learn it. That's, that's, that would be, <laughs> but, be out but, there a long time. It, it's a great experience. I mean, it's different. Yeah. No? Yeah. No, it, that's fun. It is. It's, so, so we have that on the sports sites and we have many others. And <laughs> also we have uh, music festivals. Like, like uh, we host uh, Tropico, which is it's, uh, it's, uh, one of the top music fests in Mexico for the high-end uh, segment. And we've had like many good, many well-known artists like Brian Wilson, like uh, Giorgio Moroder, like Julian Marley, like, like Nene Cherry, like many others, but it, it's not only one set of music, it's different kind of music. It's not not just one type. So so many DJs and many uh, regional music from Mexico. It's it's a it's a great event. It's a non-stop event in December that starts on a Friday, and it's non-stop until Monday morning. Like twenty-four hours music continuously, and wow. and and it's a great way. And I was talking about bringing like getting more uh, be more attractive for the new generations. Mm. I mean, these guys. This is the ninth edition. This year we're going to have the the nine uh, year uh, event. We started in 2013, and once again with with partners. And if you think about it, the average age from for this event is from 25 years old until on to 34 years old. If you think about it, nine years ago, whoever was 25 five years old now is 34. So now our whole Back then, maybe they used to come only for the for the festival, but nowadays these thirty four year old may might have a family, they have kids, and then then we are the place to go with the family. No, just just as an example. What else we do? Well, we have the two venues, uh, the Arena GNP Seguros, the stadium with with a capacity of uh, over ten thousand people. So we are actually having concerts. And and we have like like we're bringing these big stars to come over here and sing. Or at the end of the year, we have a program that it's a magnificent that every day at the end of the year we're gonna have different uh, uh, singers or performers. And we are also having a Mexican triple A like it's a worldwide kind of like the worldwide uh, wrestling the WWW, but the Mexican version. In the stadium, they're gonna have a show, and it's gonna be amazing. And also, we have the other, the other uh, forum, the other uh, auditorium with concerts as well. And not only in Acapulco, also in Merida, we're doing things. We're doing some other things. Our chef, which is a very well-known chef, Michael Calderon, he invites his friends that are chef and they are well-known, and they have an experience, and they gather all their their friends and family and everybody to come and enjoy a magnificent dinner made by all these chefs. So, so we are constantly changing and evolving and, and offering new things. 
Yeah, I think it's fascinating, Matt. I mean, he uh, so he's cool. put on music concerts and all of this kind of stuff for the 25 to 34. We're like well out of that that age range hey, now. Speak, I've seen speak, for I've been, speak for yourself. Concerts and music. Speak for myself. That's good. I, I'm not up for it. But what I, I do find interesting, like now I've transitioned into more of the uh, the culinary experiences and yeah. that type of thing. So what, what I find fascinating is that you can actually grow with them. Um, so you can go from an experience as a younger generation. And as you start to, I'll call it mature, um, they have other experiences that you can transition to and enjoy the resorts and their experiences a little bit more. I love it. I, I think. Yeah. And mostly in the upcoming years, he hasn't talked about it, but the World Cup, Soccer World Cups coming to Mexico and the U.S., I think that's going to be uh, super attractive to all of the resorts, and I'm sure they're getting prepared to receive millions and millions of people into their resorts and host them. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. If you guys haven't traveled to Mexico, I, I would definitely encourage you to do it, uh, especially staying in some of these all-inclusive resorts where just the experiences are, they knock them out of the park. So. Yeah. No, I, I, I think too, I think your, your point is well made. Um, the, the ability to, you know, when you're running these large properties, really what they're doing is kind of what are more convention and visitor bureaus or our uh, destination associations try to do, which is create experiences that then also drive people to to the area but when you're large and you own a lot of the facilities but i think it's it's a good lesson that just having the amenities there isn't enough you've got to create these experiences around the amenities because it's really that's where the memories start happening and that's where the real uh, i think um that's where it becomes emotional for people is is not only that you have great restaurants, but to your point, Brian, then there's this experience around, you know, around the food with different chefs coming and things that, that kind of takes it to a whole new level. Um, Mauricio, go ahead. Yeah. Look at the big companies we have, you know, your Disney's, your universal studios and how they build. It, it's a different approach because we don't have the ability in the U S to build an all, ex, all inclusive experience. It's tougher. They build an experience. You yep. do not leave Disney World. You're coming here for a week. You're staying on the resort on property. You're experiencing all the parks. And it becomes that one memorable time of your life where you can say, when I was 13, I went to Disney. I spent my entire week there. You knew everything that happened during that experience. You walk away and it stays with you for the rest of your life. I think these are a similar approach where they can build a very similar type of experience because they control it all. Yeah. No question. And I think, uh, Mauricio, thank you so much for spending the time with it. The one thing I can sense is the passion, you know, not only for the, for the area, but for the product, for what they're delivering. And I think it's important for operators to remember that that, that comes through. Even if you're not the person any longer who's walking the floor of your hotels every single day, or, you know, that is, is, is interacting with your guests, it's going to come through from you to your staff. And then, and that's how they're going to then approach their job. And at some level they are interacting with those guests and energy is contagious. It is contagious. And it, and, and I can, I can sense it. I can sense why you haven't left in the, the 22 years, your two years became 22 years. And, um, 
I think getting that through to the guests is, is, is really important. So thank you so much for spending the time with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Brian. No, no, no. I, I appreciate that you're doing this. You're, you're helping us share uh, our, our excitement and, and, and what we do. You, you said it right. We're, uh, uh, I am very proud of, of what I do and, and, and we have, uh, great people over here in, in, in our hotels in Acapulco and also in, in, in Merida that, that actually share our philosophy, um, our values, which are very important for us. Mm. Stay in touch. We, we have more, more things to come. We have the, the property that I was telling you, uh, about, uh, in Celestun, which actually it's, it's a wellness property. Once again, I mean, yeah. it's. Things are changing. People are yep. looking for new things, and that's going to be in totally, entirely focused on wellness, bringing a different experience. It's a renovated property, and, it, and it's just amazing. Uh, when's that going to When's that going to open, Mauricio? That's going to be open uh, on the first uh, week of December. Okay, we on may, the first yeah, stage, yeah, and that... then because it we are renovating this property, and uh, it has thirty two rooms. But we are actually going to grow it on next year, and it's going to be an 80-room property. But but just the natural reserve around it is just gorgeous. It's just amazing. Just the, just arriving with uh, it's 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 a different feeling, and and it changes uh, emotions. Mauricio, before we go, if people want to do a search for your properties, where can they go uh, to book your home or your your uh, your units? You can find us on 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 our web pages, moonimperial.com. Uh, uh, also, we have social social. We have Instagram and we have Facebook as well. You can look for us as Moon Imperial, and you will find all our properties over there. And hopefully, I mean, for for all your audiences that are over there, you're more than welcome to come over here. We'll take care of you. We want to see you over here and, and and see you enjoying our our beautiful properties. Brian's Brian's going to be there for the five days of music. No sleep. Right. Five, yeah, five, five days, one night for Brian. Thank you, okay. Mauricio. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Matt and Brian. That's it for this week's episode of Guest X. Be sure to sign up for our email list at guestxpodcast.com. That's guest, the letter X, podcast.com. And follow us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. We are Mr. Guest Experience, Brian Hamawi and Matthew Loney signing off and reminding you to always create a customer experience worth talking about. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.